This is Christine Brown, and while I have to listen to this podcast as my motherly duty, you have the choice not to. My sons sometimes say some naughty things when they're trying to be funny, but really, they're just being stupid. You still want to listen? Go right ahead. I am not your mother. Welcome back to the Pages Dynasty podcast. We are 2003 week seven. In Miami, at Miami, a place where Patriots just don't ever win. Uh, but this is 2003, and we know they don't lose, so something has to break. With me today, I'm Andy Brown. With me today, my brother, Steve and Greg. How you boys doing? Hola. Great. I'm doing fantastic. Cool. You sound amazing. Thanks, Andy. You yeah. sound like shit. Cool. <laughs> so... Um, uh, this isn't going to come out until a little bit later, but we're actually recording this the week after Thanksgiving and we didn't really, we didn't get to like spend any time together this, this, this year. Um, I know you, you two boys actually had plans that, that fell through because of yeah, all the stuff COVID going canceled, on. all that bullshit. So we all, we all spent some time alone, I guess, for Thanksgiving this year. Apart maybe is probably a better word. Um, so I was trying to figure out ways of, so we kind of bring us together in order to, you know, have a, have a Thanksgiving thing of our, of our own uh, as a podcast. A podcast Thanksgiving. Um, yeah. So I've been racking my brain trying to figure out the best way to, to have uh, Thanksgiving delivered to you. So that's what's happening right now is you should be getting Thanksgiving delivered um, to you specifically. <laughs> what does Thanksgiving mean to you? I don't see anything. I have I got Lauren standing right now. Right. So it, yeah. Should so in, in true Kelly fashion, way? she, she now needs late. a minute. <laughs> you, wait, you thought Kelly was gonna walk through that door, Andy? Yeah, I yeah. was stalling for as long as I could. <laughs> I was like, he's up. I was like, why is Lauren here? Yeah. So what what's my Thanksgiving? Should wait. So the time, yeah. So so you you can uh, take it, but don't don't open it quite. No, we'll the, we'll the wait for Greg to get his. Um. So I was, I was trying to oh, figure out a way cool. to deliver Thanksgiving yeah. dinner to you. What a guy. It was it was hard to do, but I did figure something out. How are you organizing this? Because I think Kelly's on the phone. <laughs> yeah. Lauren, did he just text you and say, go give this to Steve? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. Yeah, go downstairs and just get oh, it from there Kelly. She is. <laughs> what? Is this some sort of surprise or something? Yes. Where's Lauren? <laughs> she's she's there. She's too. right there. <laughs> I already got. I already got it. So, so happy Thanksgiving, boys. So, because Freaking this is an audio, dinner. yeah, an audio oh. medium, what I have hit, had delivered is Brock's turkey dinner candy corn. It is candy corn with the flavors of from the bag, and I quote: green beans, roasted turkey, cranberry sauce, ginger glazed carrot. Sweet potato pie and stuffing. Andy, this is actually perfect. It's a week after Thanksgiving officially, right? You're right. On Thursdays. Yeah, exactly. Because it's Thursday. As I was telling Lauren that I've had turkey for every single meal mm-hmm. except for two. Except for two. Yeah, I had like a I had a steak dinner one night and some teriyaki chicken, and every other meal since then has been turkey sandwiches, turkey soup, turkey wraps. <laughs> so, so this is turkey candy corn and. 
Oh, disgusting. These are, there's seems to be three distinct colors. I'm going to show you one. It sort of tastes like turkey. So, okay, so this is like a brownish one. So I'm going to try that one. It smells so gross. The brown one's the turkey. No. First ingredient is sugar. That's a good sign. Yeah, the brown one's definitely turkey. Corn syrup, which is also sugar. I think it's I think it's turkey and maybe gravy. Is the brown the one? one's good. What if I don't really like love green beans? But I still eat it. Yeah, you gotta try each yeah, one once, right? Potato. There's sweet potato pie. One might be sweet potato pie. The white one. Oh, the turkey's gross. Yeah. All right, I go in green bean. Oh, oh. <laughs> horrendous! Oh, the green beans gross. It's like sugary green beans, but oh. Yeah. Holy shit. That green one's terrible. Who thought this was a good idea? You can actually legitimately buy these at Walgreens. You know what might be okay? The cranberry. Let's try cranberry. It goes like sweet. Cranberry's decent. Okay. Yeah. I had the cranberry. Not bad. Oh, yeah, I need the cranberry one again. All right, now cranberry's decent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll use a second cranberry one. Which is brown and white and brown and like black or gray. The, the the darker one I think is uh, gravy. Gravy in here? It you know it what they definitely like did is or maybe stuffing. They took the ones from Halloween that didn't sell, <gasps> reprocessed them, threw in some disgusting flavors, and then repackaged. Oh, that is definitely what. Yeah, they just bought the candy corn back from CVS, melted no, it down. Dark, yeah, the dark one's supposed to be stuffing. Oh, why do I keep eating it? Uh, I'm trying stuffing. Can't not. Oh, stuffing. <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. What about eat a turkey too? Turkey and stuffing, because I think regular stuffing on its own is disgusting. What? Really? I don't eat there and sit there and eat stuffing. Oh, I, I used do. to do that when I was a kid. I used to just make the stuffing, the stove top, and just eat oh, yeah. it by itself. That was why Thanksgiving apart from you fools is the best, because I got a 15 pound turkey and I ate the whole fucking thing for a week. As many turkey sandwiches as I want. None of that Greg's been in here and half the fucking turkey's gone. <laughs> turkey soup as much turkey soup as i want and i put a ton of turkey in it so it's like extra turkey turkey soup oh it's so good turkey soup's gross it's just a waste what? of turkey no way dude. that's what i always <laughs> thought but i had so much turkey i would rather a turkey sandwich than a turkey soup but the turkey soup excellent what about turkey know you do is turkey slop where you just cut up the turkey and mix it in with gravy and then you can just throw turkey it on toast or something or in a sandwich honestly oh. the turkey sandwiches are the best Steve, tell me the truth. Did you have sex with your turkey? No. <laughs> no. I mean, obviously, a thought crosses your mind every time you un- unwrap a turkey. You'd be like, you can definitely sit your fit your dick in that. But you, de- you definitely slap it though, right? Like, you yeah. Slap it, well, yeah. Yeah. I should have asked is whether you had. Did he make love to it or did he fuck it? Because <laughs> I mean, we knew he had sex with it. I can't. I can't eat any more of these candy corns. They're fucking gross. Dude. Yeah, they're pretty bad. So happy Thanksgiving, boys. I'm glad we got to share a meal together. Thanks, Andy. Yeah, delish. <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie, Andy. I thought you were going to do some sort of special episode thing, right? Isn't this a, a big episode for us? Oh, I suppose it is. Yeah, I think this is episode 50. Well, I'm glad one of us is paying attention. Yeah, well, I was too excited about the candy corn. And <laughs> I thought about that when on. I was putting together the show notes. You know, I was, you know, I was like, wow, this is my 50th show notes I've put together. Were they any better than the rest of them? My show notes are always well researched and thorough, Andy. You know that more than anybody. 
<laughs> Greg's got a page. Ooh, yeah, back and pages. front. Yeah. Handwritten still? Yeah, I like I like handwriting it better. I got a big old Google Doc. Did you did you miss my Johnny Damon the back and front joke? Remember that Johnny Damon hurt himself? He's talking about like his his hip or something. He's like it's the back and the front. I don't remember that. I remember all. that. All indignant about it. Yeah, I think it was Johnny Damon. Someone like. Um, all right, so let's talk about some football. I thought uh, what we could add into these since people might just be dropping in for certain games, especially a game like this when it's kind of one of the the more famous ones, one of the popular ones, is we could kind of give a season snapshot of where things are right now with the Patriots. It's a good, good call. Just to give some context to like what we're about to talk about. So 2003, Patriots right now are, what are they? They are four and two, which I think surprised a lot of people at this point in the season because they started off 0-1 by getting their, their doors kicked in by the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo 31 nothing. Uh, people listening to this probably remember that game because Brady threw an interception to... Who was it? The fat man? Sam Adams. Was it Sam Adams? Yeah, because I was like, damn, that's the name of our beer. Was <laughs> that's right, yeah. Big six on us. I also wanted to drink during watching that game. Um, but then the Patriots rebounded by beating the Eagles and the Jets. Um, but during all of this, they started losing players at quite the clip, especially on defense. And that we'll actually probably get into that uh, for this game, but like Everybody has been injured. Uh, but like the defense was playing well and the offense was awful. Yeah. The offense doesn't look good for a while. That Giants game right before this, especially, was bad. Yeah. Tom Brady. So they, so they beat passes. Yeah, so they, exactly. They beat the Eagles and the Jets. Then they lost to the Redskins. And for those who know about this time frame, that would be their last loss for the rest of the season. And halfway through the next season, well, they're going there. Record setting win streak. Spoiler indeed. Uh, and so after losing the Redskins, they beat the Titans, who actually were a good team at this point, but I think we're also struggling with injuries. And the Giants last week in a horrendously sloppy game that they may not have deserved to win, but they won anyway. Uh, and so now we are headed to Miami, where the Patriots are all-time 0-13 in Miami in September and October. That's got to be that stadium, right? Not like all they've been playing since like the 60s or something right like a long time i mean it's 13 check. seasons before this so give or take really so they'd never ever ever won in miami before in september on october all right duh so yeah so it's sense. yeah it probably is all time because no because they could have won they have a late if they have a late season game that doesn't count mm-hmm. so um but they, they the showed, miami. Uh, well i guess but they were talking about how the miami like the heat and the humidity is harder to deal with for northern teams later in the season because they're used to the cold at that point. Yeah, but let's be real. I mean, that's what's in their heads. Like the Bills, it's in the Bills' heads. They can't win at Foxborough. Yeah, right. I think it's I think it's a load of shit. What is the heat and humidity thing? Like, I think it can be like a psychological thing too. Like, yeah, I think it's psychological. Is a real thing. Thing. Like the curse, curse of the Bambinos, the same shit. You know. Yeah, I, it might be a bit of all of it as well. I mean, playing in the heat probably isn't a great thing to do. And the Dolphins would always wear white, forcing the Patriots to wear those dark dark blues. Yeah, and the Dolphins' sideline is in the shade, whereas the visiting sideline is not. It's in the sun. Yeah. So 
mind games and and didn't last oh to the last season belichick covered the ac events so that it wouldn't get super cold at halftime so lots of things going on best coach ever (laughs) i agree genius uh dave wants that (laughs) blasting the ac i don't know if i agree with that greg best mustache ever maybe you know what you say what you will greg but uh we will get to a point in this where I will bring up the genius of Bill Belichick. <laughs> I love <Yeah>. it. <laughs> but just to kind of set the, 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 the scene for this game. Patriots have so few linebackers left that they are now playing a four, three instead of a three, four, because they have more healthy defensive linemen than they do healthy linebackers. So they can really only field three healthy linebackers. So they're playing a four, three. Now they've just switched halfway through the season. I'm interested to see what they play the rest of the year when they get people healthy back too. Yeah. We'll have to keep an eye on that. I think. Um, But going back to those injuries, like everybody's out. Uh, Colvin has been lost for the season with a broken hip. I think we talked about. Yeah. Something like that. Ted Johnson's down. Vrabel's down. Uh, So they're starting Matt Chatham at linebacker along with Brewski who's been in and out. Yeah. Uh, McGinnis is out on the defensive line with Ted Washington as well, who they brought into stuff the middle. He broke his leg so, or something like that. Yeah. And then Gerard Cherry and Ty Law are also out for this game. Ty Law's was a last minute scratch. He tried to give it a go and it wasn't happening. But he's been dealing with a, an ankle injury like since what, week two or three? It's yeah. a Jets game, I think it was. It was a Jets game. Yeah. I got like rolled yeah. up on. Um, and they have two, well, I guess we can call it generously two healthy running backs, Kevin Falk and um, Mike Cloud. The one-hit wonder, Mike Cloud. Even at all that, they cut Laurie Malloy in week one, too, so it's like they're down a starting safety. That Yep. At, at some and point, released, you know, trading camp and stuff, you know. Yep. And Antoine Smith is hurt, uh, even though he wasn't looking great when he wasn't. And they cut Larry Centers, who we decided a few weeks ago was the all-time leading fullback uh, in receiving yards. I also it? saw him make a dirty play, though, which made me not like Larry Center, so I was glad they cut him. I don't know why they cut him, though. Dirty, dirty? Yeah, he had, like, a, a way late shot. It was, like, away from the play. It was pretty dirty. And they called him a personal foul on it. That sounds familiar, yeah. Like last that's how the whole – wait, a running back or fullback is catching a ton of passes? How is that a thing? Right, right, right. <laughs> So, not only do we have a Matt Chatham setting in this game uh, – Greg, I think you'll be happy to know. And also Kelly will be happy to know. You'll have to tell her um, that there was also a Tully Banta Kane sighting. Yeah, I did see that. He's yeah, a rookie this year, right? Yeah, I think so. That's how – I think he might have been on the practice squad they were talking about. Yeah, they said the he got of the season. for this game. This is his first legit, ever game. Legit depth game. But yeah, there were actually – the commentators were TBC. About, that's right. Commentators talking about how the Patriots are starting three rookies on defense, which you just don't see. Fun fact, they filled uh, Larry Center's spot with Tully King. So they waived Larry Center's and promoted PBC. Oh, there you go. Doesn't say why. Uh, they probably just needed the, the he would have linebacker. A... And Tully Bannekane, he's a, uh, a grand... seventh rounder. Yeah, a grand total of one tackle this year. Nice. <laughs> In this game? I think it may have been. Nope, this year. But was that tackle in this game? Next year? I don't know. Next year, uh, 
grand total of two tackles. And then in 2006? No, not 2000, 2009. He was good at some point. He had a bunch of sacks one year. Yeah, one year he led the team in sacks. Yeah, I want I to say it was that. 2009. Mm. And then, uh, but oh, I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the wrong statue. He had 11 tackles this year. Yeah. <laughs> okay. More notable seventh rounder from this. I was looking at the playoff stats. Is uh, David Givens, my boy. Yes. Who will start to come on in this game? Um, to the point where he was returning kicks in the second half. Oh, we'll get there. We will. All right. So kick it off for me, Steve Brown. How did this game? Uh, how did this game start? Actually, yeah, before Dolphins, we do that, we want to give well, it our watchability six, score. Six and a half point dogs. Patriots yeah. are? Yeah, they were six and a half point Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Six. They've never won in Miami this early in the year. And the Dolphins are four and one coming into this. They lost yeah. their first game, and this defense was yeah. smothering on the, the Dolphins' side. They hadn't allowed more than 10 points since that week one loss to Houston. Yeah. And Houston was like a expansion franchise or a couple years in the league at that point, right? Yeah, so yeah, it was it was, was a big surprise Texans that they lost awful. to Houston. Yeah, like the Texans were really those a David Carr. They couldn't protect him years, so the fact they lost to them when they had like highly touted was big. Yeah, and they went on absolute great. tear, especially the defense. I get the dog. I get the line. Might even this might even be a little low, seven and a half. <laughs> so, yeah, and and you know, like they say, the Pages have not been playing well. Uh, Ricky Williams had run all over this team in the past yeah that and, game last year that they should have won and didn't yeah and there was some stat that they showed that i didn't get a screen grab of but it was something like ricky williams against like non-afc east teams ran for like 93 yards per game yeah and against afc east teams he ran for like 137 he averaged 137 yards yeah. a game he had as many touchdowns against afc it. east as he did against the rest of the league or some shit like yeah, that yeah it was ridiculous so he just loves playing against. So uh, this this game that you had on uh, on the Patriots Dynasty info website was yeah. different than all the other ones we'd watched in two very very meaningful ways. Okay, I know one, one of them is. I don't know what the other one is. Yeah, you're gonna be reminds me blown when I say the second one. Okay. First one is this is the first one we watched where whoever taped it included the commercials. Right. So 50, no, it hasn't been fifty games, but it's been close to that. All of them have been like cut out the commercial breaks and you just, you know, so when we watched them, they're two and a half hours or so. And this one was a full four, but <laughs> yes. also had commercials from 2003, which were somewhat ironically funny and sometimes actually they, funny. Some of them were great. Do you want to, do you want to just jump into that now? Yeah, let's, let's touch on there and I'll save my, my other one that blew my mind later. All right. So, so I'm in marketing and uh i've always enjoyed like video production i actually took video in high school if you remember and the reason i did it oh, yeah. i feel like i've said this in the podcast before is i saw a bud light commercial that i thought was hilarious and said i could do that too what was the commercial do you remember yeah oh yeah it was a uh dude standing on a balcony and he's like watch this and he's like he makes a bird call and this fucking hawk flies in with two beers and gives them to him and the lady girl next is like wow it's amazing he's like where does he get him he's like you know never really thought of that and then there's <laughs> a cut scene of like a hawk dive bombing a sideway cafe with like people hiding under tables and like he's back <laughs> that's pretty good i actually wrote down that like this uh back in 2003 was where beer commercials still used to be funny like that yes and there was another bud light one in this one yeah where the dude's standing on a shoreline with a girl and he chugs a bud light and he 
writes a message in the bottle. He's like, yeah, I put a bunch of message in the bottle and every time I drink a Bud Light, see who's out there. Yeah, I just put my name and address in it and just see if uh, see if they ever come back. And then it cut scenes to a guy on like a deserted island and being like, another one. And he's got like a whole pile of Bud Lights. Yeah. He's like, fuck you, Brad. <laughs> From 123 Garden Way. That's awesome. Oh, man. Yeah, it's but like that was... Five of the uh, like yeah prime funny like budweiser and bud light and miller like why aren't they funny anymore it's a good question i don't know you're in marketing steve they you need to hire me i guess i'll make them funny they don't they're even they're not trying to be funny anymore though feels like no it's stupid they should be do like the they should hire like far side funny is the perfect bud or bud beer commercial humor you know they one panel Takes a quick joke and then move it on. They're all like socially active commercials now, which are the fucking worst. You don't like that, Craig? How surprising. Oh my God. There's (laughs) nothing that makes me more mad than a corporate company trying to fake be like social and moral to me. Like, get fucked. What about the nanny state FDA? Does that get you more mad than that, Greg? Yeah, they're pretty horrendous too. (laughs) Dude, they they demanded that they come into our facility and do an in-person audit when you could just do it virtually. When they're supposed to be protecting public safety and they make us all gather in this one tiny room so they can do their fucking bullshit audit. Such, Such bullshit. Well, think about it. The beer commercials are all doing those bullshit corporate pandering things because the FDA is making them. Yeah. Remember, remember the football, the office linebacker. Yes, Terry. Yeah. Watch those again. Oh, they're ridiculous. I've seen them not too. They're wicked, wicked funny. Oh yeah. (laughs) There was one that was like for the PGA Tour as well, where uh, those two golfers in a in an elevator, and one hit like the the button for seventy, and the other one hits one for sixty nine. And the next, so the other guy, the first guy goes back and hits 68 and just like keep going down. I couldn't identify those golfers though. I, I mean, they must have been active golfers at the time, but I don't know who they were. I couldn't tell you. There was a, uh, an was NBA, tired, NBA Live 2004. Yeah. Oh, there was some great technology. The cover that there. was, it kind of blew me for a loop. Starbury. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Fall Marbury. Love it. Yeah. There was, uh, there was, yeah, was a lot of tech. There was, um, Apparently, texting images was cutting-edge technology in 2003. They had a lot of commercials about like, oh, you, look, you're there when because you can text a picture to somebody. Um, and this was also the heyday of the Nextel walkie-talkies, which I fucking hated. Dude, I love those. Why are those, why are those not back? Oh, why are those, those need to come thing? back. The, the Nextel Direct Connect. Beep, beep. Oh, I hate that. What? You want them to come gets, back? That's no, how business f- gets done, dude. <laughs> it's not, dude. Fuck, I make a Think phone how many, call. Like trashy them. conversations you can overhear with those, dude. So many trashy conversations. Exactly. Oh, sign Fuck me up. That. Fuck that. Uh, and that oh, GPS was, uh, I think, brand spanking new. Definitely. It was, a lot uh, of car featuring the new Honda Accord in 2003. And it was like, they were teaching people how to use it. The AOL 9.0 browser. I think it was a browser. AOL 9.0 like, AOL optimized. 9.0. Yeah. And it was like, what does that even mean? What was AOL? I had this question. I think it's a, it's a, I think it's a browser, right? Uh, kind of, yeah, kind of. It was like a browser, but it was a gateway. It's like Yahoo. to the internet. So like, just you, a you just would never leave the like the AOL interface. Like your mail was there and everything, and like 
Yeah. So instead of going to web pages, like the web pages would come to AOL and you could go to like the AOL keyword NFL schedule and, and view That's it there. It's like a browser. sanitized version. It's crazy that that shit's gone, been gone. Yeah. I also saw a baseball one. We got every sport, football, baseball, basketball, Raphael Palmero pushing Viagra. Yeah. On a TV commercial. The blue diamond, baby. Yeah. He's like, um, I make a lot of plays on the diamond. Oh, the nice. one, the the one that, that I thought fell the flattest was the "What Would Jared Do" commercials. Oh, mm. yeah, from Subway. It's like, well, I, I'll tell you what he would do, and what he probably was doing at this point. <laughs> You're not gonna. It's like not this. something you want to be putting your uh, name behind. Yeah. That's tough. What did he do? He got accused and convicted of some sort of child pornography or exposure yeah. or molestation. I don't know exactly what the charges were. It was something along those something lines. Something with yes. a kid. Uh, Not great. Andy, can you go into a little bit more explicit detail? No, but I will well, give you as much best. as I know. But if you would like to if you would like to Google it on your work computer, feel free. Or do as you Google it on Kelly's work computer is probably a better idea. Yeah. <laughs> I have the I have the best one or it was actually a combo. All right. So there was an ad where it was I thought it was a pretty good ad. We were like cars driving around and stuff with like all the body panels removed. So you can see like all the structure inside it. And it was like, you know, oh, yeah. be safe and look cool. Like and there's no windscreen and everything. So everyone's hair is blowing the air. I was like, you know, that's a cool ad commercial. And then like, make it safe. Then it said, make it beautiful. And it was those Saturns from like, <laughs> like the original Saturns that are like super boxy and just the Saturn ion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. And then this. there's another commercial for the all new Acura TL. And this body style TL was awesome. It was like the best car ever. And it still looks good even to this day. It's in the, like they ran for the clothes, like make it beautiful. And like, yeah. <laughs> and then Acura <laughs> comes along is like, look at this sweet car that lasted the test of time. The car still looks yeah. good. Um, all right. Well, speaking of making it beautiful, I wouldn't say this first half. Did you tell the score? We've not told the score. Would you well, like to tell, tell it, Greg? This is an overtime victory yes, by a score was. of 19 to 13. Should we give them the the, the play they'll remember? Yeah, uh, if you're listening to this yeah. and you came for just this you guys, you are If you're listening, you remember this game. It's the yeah. the 80-yard bomb to Troy Brown in overtime. Walk-off walk touchdown. Off. Yeah, like everybody remembers that play. You're Did right. you know this is Tom Brady's only ever playoff touchdown? Or play out, uh, overtime touchdown. <laughs> uh, I did not Thanks. know. I yeah. actually have a quiz on this. This is Ooh. one of my notes. So as far as I could tell, this is his fourth longest touchdown pass. Mm-hmm. Y- y- the other three, um, I'll give you clues for the other three. Well, you'll you'll know the first one, right? I know, yeah. The 99-yard touchdown of Welker. Okay. So number three... Um, how should I do this one? It was a Thanksgiving Day touchdown. Oh, I know what it is. It was uh, a wheel route to yeah. Shane Vereen. Shane yeah. Vereen. In the 83-yard 80, touchdown that kicked off that. The butt fumble. The butt that fumble was, was the play was, after. And then the fumble recovery by Edelman was the play after that. That was uh, one of the two times the Patriots ever scored Three touchdowns in under a minute of game time. Yes. Can't wait to do that game. 83 yards. I didn't realize that one was that long. 
Yeah. Um, the second one, we have covered it on this podcast. It's from 2001. And my other clue I'll give you is it was in a dome. It's a Colts game. Yeah, the pat the Patton game. Patton, 91 yards. And Pat, yeah. that was Patton's throw, catch, run game, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yep, that sure was. And that was number one, catch. obviously, was 99 yards in 2011 to Welker. And you we know where you can find that. all these? Neatly organized. Where, Andy? You tell uh, it, Dynasty.info slash Tom Brady touchdown passes. Or, or yeah, that's a good place to go. If you want an alternative viewing method, don't you're going to beep this out, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> what I found was when Brady turned 40, they did a, his 40 longest touchdown passes. This was in 2017, which is just crazy in itself that that was three years right. ago he turned 40. And they, they posted a video of his 40 longest, kind of like, you know, that video where it has all his touchdown to each receiver. It's a similar yeah. to that. I watched that whole thing. It was pretty sweet. Tons of Gronk, tons of Moss, tons of Branch. Oh, yeah. Sam Aiken was on there twice. Yeah. I, I think I remember. Didn't he like, didn't he Moss some, uh, yeah. a, it was a uh, Dolphins defender, I think. I think so. Went up over him and mossed him, and then the defender fell over. Crazy catch. Yeah. Dobson was on there. Yep. I guess the Steelers. <laughs> that makes me. That makes me hate uh, Nikhil Harry. Nikhil Harry even more because I hated Dobson, and I saw him do that, and I was like, "That's already better than anything Harry's done." <laughs> oh God. So and then I looked. So I, I started checking like post twenty seventeen to see if there was any long ones in the last couple of years. And I was like, it can't be any last year, 2019. Mm-hmm. They had a pretty long one in week one. If you remember that after week one, his Brady's longest touchdown pass was 38 yards to a Landon Roberts. <laughs> oh my goodness. Wonder <laughs> Roberts yeah. catch a 40 yard TD against Miami week 17. Because yep. mm, he's playing, remember he's playing fullback for a little bit. Right. Yeah, yeah, but I remember a forty-eight yard touchdown pass of the fullback. Yeah, oh, yeah. thirty-eight. I'm was looking it up on too. the web. It's on the probably the highlights on the site, right? Oh yeah, they're all on there. Yeah, if you click on the Tom Brady thing at the top, and then all-time oh. touchdowns. It's a good point. I was even going to the to the. Uh, nope. And then if you the do, game we'll, search, you know, if you do touchdowns by season, it'll be the first one, 2019. And it's a, it's quite a, it's quite a touchdown. It's a great catch by Lynn. He's doing that. He's spinning. And, uh, another quiz for later too. So strap okay. in. <clears throat> well, here's one for you. Uh, like you said, the, the butt fumble game was one of the two times they scored three touchdowns in under a minute. Do you remember the other time they did it? Yeah. We've asked this on this before. Uh, it wasn't was it the lions or something like that. You're in the right Cardinal, division. Cardinal, I forget what it was. It was against it was some the, random game. Chicago Bears in the snow. Oh, uh, yeah. No, not in the snow. It was actually at home. But, yeah, they scored three touchdowns because there was in, some In the snow, the though. No, it was a different game. They scored yeah. They scored some good touchdowns in that one, too. But Yeah, because that was on the 40 list. 
I've never and seen. I, I had no recollection of that game. I was like, I don't remember a snow game against the Bears. And the score was like thirty-five nothing. I was like, Jesus Christ! Yeah, <laughs> killed him. We we have a habit of kicking the living shit out of teams in the snow. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. It's the Titans, cool. the Cardinals. Yeah, the Bears. Oh my. The, the Raiders. <laughs> See what you did there. All right. Well, we haven't actually talked about this game, which is what people came. So. Uh, in terms of watchability score, I'd probably give it somewhere in the middle. I'd probably like a three out of six Lombardis just because the first uh, two, two and a half quarters are borderline unwatchable. There are, let's see, punt, punt, interception, punt, fumble, field goal, punt, fumble, uh, Dolphins touchdown, fumble, Field goal, field goal. That's how those drives ended. I feel. I, I, th- I think you're spoiled, Andy. Yeah. You have to. This you is... have to grade these on a curve of 2003. Like we're not watching the Chiefs. You know, I so we're it. not going to be a million points in these games. You got to expect drives. To but it was. On. Yeah, but it was just the way the turnovers were. It was just like sloppy. I know what it is, Greg. It's because like a damn Deardorff was on it, and he was yeah. classic damn Deardorff Patriots at Miami, and just even I thought it was too much. I yeah, I yeah. actually did watch like bits and pieces of it, and I was like, oh, Deardorff. Give it, Deardorff, I'll, I'll give you. He blows. Give it a fucking rest, Deardorff. Like, good god, he is the so, worst. My notes. One of the first notes I wrote down in my my game notes. Oh no, it's Dan Deardorff. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Oh heavens. But I I also have a new pet peeve that you'll be glad to hear. And it's not necessarily like I I realize it in this game, but I've come across it more recently. You haven't been able to get rid of? (laughs) Uh, I'm living with that. I I had the same one. Yeah. (laughs) You you actually have to wash in the crevices, Andy. I know. That's that's my problem. I I need a bidet, I think is what I need. It's like it's like trying to clean up mud in a rug with paper towels. It's not working. Oh my god! Um, but yeah, my new pet Tears peeve is every time a, a receiver catches a football, the commentator calls them wide open, even when they're not. And there's one because okay. I've realized it recently because I've been watching the YouTube highlights of the games that I don't watch on Sunday. And why don't you don't watch? Who it you is. don't watch the Patriots anymore. Not the, no other games. Oh okay okay. Ooh. So you had like me concerned for a second. There. I was about to fucking bust your chops about being a fair weather fan. Uh, on Mondays I'll go and like watch the highlights of the other games I didn't see. Yeah, and there's there's one commentator on there, and I you only realize it because every time like all they show is the completed mm-hmm. passes and things like that, and he calls every single completion to a wide open receiver. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dick Enberg was doing that in this game. I'm like. That's what it is. I don't like mm. you for that. So I had to think about Dick Edberg. I had this thought as I was watching this game. I was like, imagine if Pro Football Reference used the Dick Edberg callouts to assign stats, and how that would like seriously skew some guys' stats and other guys' stats, and then you'd be like, oh, they both numbers end in three. That's why he's <laughs> getting confused. Dick Edberg is the king of getting people wrong just flat out wrong too like he on multiple occasions was calling Dion branch uh 
Kevin Falk because they both end in three. Instantly, they Kevin Falk's receptions double. Yeah, and and Deion Branch doesn't have any. Yeah, Deion Branch loses his Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, <laughs> because he called the Super Bowl when he had eleven catches and gave it all to Kevin Falk. Exactly. Oh my god! It was a solid like seven times that I noticed. It was it was consistent enough to be like legitimately annoying once or twice. Like yeah, whatever. I believe the first time we had Dan Deardorff game on here, I pulled up a few of those clips and you guys gave me a rash of shit. You're like, oh, well, whatever. Like, I can't believe oh, they got a name wrong. Whatever. It's no big deal. I yeah, we were just around. shitting on you, Andy. Yeah, I knew you. We were just taking around. the opposite of whatever position you mm-hmm. were going to have. We were going to take the opposite. Don't you? Haven't you figured out how those works? Yeah. I knew you'd come it's around. It's called being a contrarian, Andy. Look it up. You could say whatever you want, but I knew you'd come around. But no, I always fucking hated Deardorff ever since when that game of Troy got hurt, that overtime Kansas City game. Yeah. It was last year. And he was having a career, it was probably his best game ever. And then he got hurt in the third quarter and overtime, they're like, oh, and Troy Brown's back out there. I was like, <gasps> and I was like, oh, nope. Got his name fucking wrong again. And I was like, somebody God. completely different. Yeah. Oh, like, nope, that's Kevin fine. Falk. Like, Don't go get me. He's like, oh, nope. And that's fucking Mike Vrabel. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We'll end in zero. Uh, uh, but if we want to stay on the hate train, uh, I can give you some hate for the referees because these guys just. Well, there's a few things. What, yeah, let's hear it. So the first one was uh, they decided not to blow any plays dead. Oh my god, they didn't blow plays dead. Yeah. <laughs> God, geez. so the players so so God, it resulted in boy. two fumbles that shouldn't have been fumbles, one for each team. Oh, <laughs> and no, a cheap shot, late hit to the helmet to helmet. That's how people get hurt on Sammy Knight taking a cheap shot on Kevin Falk. Got away with it because the player didn't get blown dead. Oh, mm-hmm. Some bullshit should have blown it dead. God, and you can Number be contrarian all the fuck you want, Greg Brown. <laughs> But the guy couldn't even figure out how to do a coin toss in. Uh, oh, the coin, uh, the coin toss. We'll get, we'll get to that. Well, yeah, yeah fucking right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're not gonna be uh, contrary so, now, are you? All right, something we can all agree on. I heard a ridiculous uh, football or not football. <laughs> okay, it's his job to explode all over Chris. <laughs> I, that, I, I, I'm actually not sure where it is. Um, it's close to. F- Nine minutes left in the second, so it's pretty early. It's and I think it I, I, it's his job to explode all over Chris. Mm. I, I I can't remember the exact play. It's How right after Brady sneak fumble, and then I think maybe Chris Chambers coming across the middle gets hit by a safety. Probably Rodney Harrison, maybe. Maybe he was all but over. Still, in the that's game. that's borderline. That's uh, did he get exploded on? Do you yeah. remember? Not exploded on, or and certainly not all over him. That the <laughs> phrase that it's his job to explode all over Chris. Like, why did he get exploded into him? Yeah, he kind of like got like it was like a bang bang play right in the middle. You know, you come across the middle, you're gonna get hit, sort of thing. Back in those days, yeah, exploded adjacent, maybe <laughs> in the shower. <laughs> oh Christ. <sighs> Let's get into the uh, play-by-play because I just gave up like the Brady sneak fumble and all that. Yeah. Speaking of exploding, uh, the the rookies for this Pages defense exploded early, uh, where Greg's boy Eugene Wilson got his. Is this his first ever interception? 
Who's he have one earlier? I don't know. He's he had awesome. one earlier. Did he? He may have had one. Remember I this was wore a, the jersey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was a, oh. a combo of Eugene Wilson and Asante Samuel. That was a nice play. Yeah, Asante Samuel got his hand in there, knocked the ball up, and Eugene came over, picked it off. And on top of that, there was a flag thrown. Everybody was like, oh, it's obviously defensive pass interference. It actually wasn't. It was called on the wide receiver for grabbing Eugene Wilson's face mask on the way down. So the Patriots got an extra 15 on top of the interception, uh, which the Patriots did nothing with, and they ended up punting from the Miami 40. Dude, they ran back-to-back draw plays on like second and third down. A lot of draw plays did not work in this game. I feel like I saw that last week. Not a bad play, Colin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Patriots get one first down and punt from like literally the Miami 40, which is tough to watch. Um, Miami start moving the ball. They kind of did okay moving the ball at times. Uh, but then this is the first fumble that w- occurred because the refs didn't stop a play when it should have been stopped. Uh, oh, yeah. Chambers... You know, his forward momentum stopped, but he's like reaching for a first down and he pulls the ball back in, you know, plays basically over. It gets knocked out and the Patriots pick it up. Probably shouldn't have been a fumble, but that's how it's called in the fields. The Patriots get the ball, start it at the Miami 25, get inside the 10 yard line, and then they try to run on third down. Yet another QB draw. Yeah. There's a lot of like long QB, and it was like third and four or five, too. It was yeah. like three and ones. No. And Brady gets like two yards because that's what he gets on a QB draw. <laughs> And so I have to settle for a field goal. The O looks like it, it oh, looked like some... garbage against the Giants. It looked like garbage the game before. The, the offense has not looked very good at all. They just got two gifts yeah. from the Dolphins. They, to start they got the game. three points you know, out of it. Place you've totally. never won. You look at that gift horse in the mouth. You'd be like, you know what? Three points, please. Yeah. It's like, I here's need. 14. Nah, three. Three will do. What were you going to say, Jay? I have some notes on... Uh, Brady's QB sneaking numbers Ooh, while we're on the right. topic. Cause obviously we know that Brady is like ultra successful at QB sneaks, yes. Yeah, but he like didn't do that well this game. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Like a, he one of those like third and six QB sneaks worked. Wasn't, uh, he was probably, it wasn't he was this probably one. Like, it wasn't the next one either. No, so the one for three on them. These numbers I have are, Third or fourth and two or less okay. conversion rates. Yeah. So since 2001, Brady has 157 sneaks. Wow. So he's averaging one every two games, wow. which is 85 more than the person in second place, Drew Brees. <laughs> wow, that's a lot. Um, I don't know how they calculated this. It was like a nerdy stats website, but... Um, it's like 140 cumulative EPA, which is expected points added. Yeah. So they had some equation for it, adds a touchdown a year. Is <laughs> just on those successful, just on his successful keeping drafts. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. So then I found a New York Times article in 2015. So it's not as recent in numbers, but they went only five like, years ago. Yeah. <laughs> this is like how successful he actually was on those. So at that point in time, he was, he had done 115 sneaks and he was, he had converted 105 of them. Good Lord. So he was running 91.3% 
conversion rate. Is that all sneaks or just two yards or less? Just two yards or less. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there was a seven-year stretch where he went 60 of 61, and he had 37 straight converted sneaks. Which That's is, not bad. Yeah. In, in the article, Josh McDaniels was quoted as saying he has tremendous leg strength. <laughs> Which it seems, I I don't know. I I thought it was worth writing down because it just seems football, absurd, not football. kind of. I don't know. <laughs> Brady, tremendous leg strength. I don't know. I think he's just kind of like savvy, you know. Yeah, and tall. Well, he always calls it when he can, but I get it. I get it. I mean, he's soft. He's pliable. He can fit in cracks. Yeah, yeah just... but tremendous leg strength isn't what I think of. How do you get in those cracks? You need the leg strength to like you know make yourself <laughs> soften and lengthen to get in the. Greg, that's why he's so successful because you don't think he's got the leg strength for it. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He surprises you. And then in the most New York Times thing ever. Oh boy! I'll quote this. It said, "Brady is as unstoppable as a crash of rhinos," which is. Of course, what a group of rhinos is called a crash of rhinos. Which you Google that? Is that for sure? Huh? I Google that. Rhinos is called a crash. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then I went further down the rabbit hole and started looking up <laughs> funny names of groups of animals. Okay. I, I, I knew out. I knew that wouldn't be it. Or my favorites here. Um, a smack of jellyfish. I like that. Okay. A caravan of camels. Love Makes that. Makes yep. Sense. Build that wall. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a pandemonium of parrots. That's brilliant. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And then my personal favorite, a prickle of porcupines. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever, uh, like, who gets to come up with that? But that dude is sitting there feeling real fucking proud of himself. Feel like, oh, yeah, that dude is high as shit. Yeah. Prickle like, of porcupines. You know, yeah. Guess what we're going to call a group of porcupines. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's all I got on QB sneaks, except for I did want to ask the question. Do you think it's an oxymoron calling it a sneak? Is it really sneaky? Yes, because it takes the defense on a I don't wear because that's the only reason Tom Brady is so successful because he knows exactly where the defense is lined up that this is going to be successful before he snaps the ball. So I don't know, but usually when, and when Cam Newton puts his foot back there, you just know it's going to be a QB sneak. <laughs> but yeah, you but, see that? Yeah, and then it was, and, and then immediately runs a running play. <laughs> Oops, I thought of you when I watched that, Andy. Good, thanks. <laughs> Fucking commentators. I can do their mm -hmm. job. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, Brady QB sneaks, he tried another one in this, uh, but he fumbled it because it was like third and five. They started their own five and they got like the 20. Uh, not, not even. It's like the 15. And Brady fumbles on a QB sneak where, you know, he goosed the center, goosed him, and uh, took off. And somehow, I don't know like if the exchange was bad or what, but he just kind of like dropped the football. It's like it was like, like, yeah, like a crate of eggs. You'd hold it, like you cradle and a crate of eggs. It wasn't even like had he didn't have a tuck, nothing. Yeah, it was it was a strange one. Um, <laughs> and I don't even know how Miami recovered it. It must have been like a fight for it in the pile because it looked Definitely. like the center yeah. fell directly on it, but for sure. Miami came out with it and started the New England 16. And I think it was one or two plays later, Fiedler, Fiedler on the roof. It was a touchdown to Chris Chambers. Jewish quarterback oh. hall of fame, right? 
exploded mm-hmm. all over him. Yep. For a touchdown. Um, yeah. And then on the ensuing drive, the pass get one first down and then uh, Kevin Falk coughs it up on yet the second occurrence of a play that should have been whistled dead and wasn't. Mm. And Falk is just like being held there hopelessly because he's little. Uh, and then somebody comes in and strips the ball and they didn't blow it dead. So Miami recovers again. You see, I was surprised by that fumble because Kevin Falk was wearing those arm, those elbow pads. They look like tires. Yeah. So you think right. like the extra grip inside his elbow would help keep the ball in there because those things are legit off-road ATV tires. They were. Same yeah. tread pattern, everything. <laughs> his outfit, the great. best. The gigantic chin pad, the fucking... Yeah. Rubber tire elbow pads. I loved it. And the face mask yeah. just has like four extra bars for no reason. <laughs> yeah, the, the so you can't actually see him in there. Like, I, I think that's Kevin. Well, you was, literally could put anybody in that. Only offense in the Giants game, in this game up to the point, it's all fall. Running, MVP. receiving, that's all they can get. P. MVP. You, MVP. You're, the more now you say that, Andy, and I'm watching these games, you're right. He's, he's absolutely. He's the engine that made it all go. Brady's not playing yeah, very well. Can you be an MVP if if it if the unit sucks? Yeah. It's like having an MVP yeah. on a basketball team that doesn't make the playoffs. It's like impossible. Greg Brown, I was we were both voted MVP of our uh high school soccer team. Yeah, but we weren't MVP of the league or anything, you know. We're like, I'm not saying MVP, I'm I'm saying team MVP. Yeah, he's yeah, offensive MVP. Okay, team MVP or offensive yeah, MVP. Offensive he's the offensive best player on offense, without yeah. a doubt. This whole season. And I I'm think not giving it, last I'm not season giving, too. I'm not giving an MVP like because especially when you like you look at players' stats on these uh, notes write ups and you're like, Fine. oh, we win has 600 Bowl, yards on the year. What is what a shit bum, you know? Well, it's we'll like the a, same we'll stats Kevin Falk has, huh? Yeah, but at the same time, like race. if I actually watched those games, I would be able to talk about the MVP, uh, <laughs> the team MVP on the the Dolphins for the 2002 season. But I'm not. I'm yeah. watching the Patriots game. Yeah, so why are you shitting on him? Well, we win the because Super Bowl this year, Greg, so we have to have a team MVP, <laughs> and you get to vote every week, and you can change your vote up until the Super Bowl. And okay. right now, my vote is for Kevin Falk. Mine's for Eugene Wilson. Eugene Wilson? Fine. No, Eugene Wilson isn't a – he's not even the best defender. Richard Seymour is the best defender. Mine's for Matt Chatham. He had a touchdown last week. Seymour is an absolute beast, and he's a beast in this game. He was a beast in this. He game. was an ab. He's all. He's. It was kind of like that changing of the guard from uh, JT, Jason Taylor to Seymour because they're both sort of like that Ooh. taller, thinner defensive end. The athletic, guy, also yeah. super athletic, and uh, Seymour was outplaying him in this game. Also, Wait, isn't Seymour like a? You played more. He's not a defensive end. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're different players. No, he's playing. Seymour was kind of like a. Seymour's like a clogged the middle guy. No, he he was kind of a bit of both. He could do both, and I think he did do both at times, depending. He was like a bigger Chandler Jones, like a Chandler Jones and Donta Hightower. No, he he did mostly line up on the inside. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he didn't have like he was not a sack guy, right? So he's not a Jason Taylor. I think he is. He's built the same. I yeah, I understand that. (laughs) I mean, he looks similar, but. A lot of people look similar, but he played better. Let's look it up. All right. His most sacks in a year were eight. Fucking right. From the interior lineman, that's not bad. 
That's pretty good. That's what I'm saying. But he's a big interior. He's closer to Vince Wilfork than he is no. uh, Chandler Jones. No. Yeah. No, not in not in body type and style of play at all. Yeah, Seems but like what they're like the purpose they're serving on the team. Oh, no, so if, if you have a sliding scale of Vince Wilfork to Chandler Jones, he's smack in the middle. That's fair. He can do both. Yeah, and he's built and more a, like Chandler Jones, but he can play like he can eat up blockers like Wilfork can mm-hmm. that Chandler Jones could. Yeah, he but can, what do they ask him to do? Like, I'm saying, what do they ask him to do? Not what does he like look like and play like. I'm saying, both. what oh, what oh, is his are function you, are you, are you, on the team? Bill Belichick, Mister Football Genius, asking. I'm him just to, saying. He's, He's like a big body that used to like take up like he he's not like an athletic guy coming off the edge like causing havoc like that. All right. Steve, they're care six, to comment? They're both six six. Jason Taylor is two forty four. All right, we want to go down this fucking path. <laughs> not really. And Seymour six six three seventeen. He's a fatter Jason Taylor. And Vince Wilford, you gotta you gotta. Any guesses on him? Yeah, I understand what they look like. You want to talk about the numbers? 325. You want to talk about the number of sacks? He's like, if you, you take want... the boat, he's got the weight of Vince Wilfork and the height of Jason Taylor. You want to talk about the number of sacks, Steve? No, I don't want to talk about the number of sacks. Richard Seymour, 57 and a half. Jason Taylor, 139 and a half. Everyone knows this is about knockdowns. That's <laughs> <laughs> is a stupid stack. Everyone knows that. Well, Andy, you know what? This is a great time for you to uh, bust out your Bill Belichick genius point to prove Greg wrong. Let's hear it, Andy. So there was, let me find it. Um, So there was uh, a lot of talk about, let me just share my screen here. Um, So you can all hear the audio. A lot of talk about um, the main point of emphasis for the Patriots this week. Down to Bonnie Bernstein we go. And this happened in the fourth quarter. The Patriots, one of their main points of emphasis on defense, red zone defense. Teddy Bruschi said the last time we were down here in Miami, the Dolphins scored three touchdowns on third down inside the 20. He says it was a huge topic of discussion for us, a major point of emphasis, and we spent a lot of time on red zone defense this week. Ooh, now what are the stats, Andy? What was the red zone offense for the Dolphins? They got one touchdown. Yep. And what, two for four on field goals? Yeah. And how are they on third down? Three for nine, maybe, I think, at one point. Yeah, not great. That's defense. Great. Well. They started one for seven on third down. And then the game came down to a third down in the red zone. Patriots held. And then we'll get there. Special teams, yes. Also, the before this game, Belichick, and this is the Boston Globe article headline, Belichick uses horror film to scare Patriots straight. God, Greg who wrote it? Him. I don't give a fuck who wrote it because they don't deserve credit for that. But from the article, which is why yesterday the coach assembled a team for a screening of, quote, mistakes in Miami 2001 to 2002. A compila- compilation of costly errors they've committed in their last two road games against a team that already had enough of a home field advantage. So he is going in there and he is showing you, you beat yourself. And when you beat yourself, you do it on third downs and you let them stay on the field. 
and you do it in your own red zone. So they convert touchdowns instead of field goals. And what did this That's game great. come down to, Greg? Care to comment? Miss field goal. Yeah. <laughs> where where was that field goal from? That that being An said, eighty yard bomb. <laughs> Wrong. You're not playing I'll the game correctly. Right. Two missed field goals. <laughs> you're not playing the game correctly. Go fuck yourself. There was that being said, there was four turnovers, nine minutes left in the second. That's insane. Yeah. Like they bullet it was two on each side. Dolphin turned over twice, Pats had turned over twice. Yeah, this was definitely you know, an offensive I, struggle. Right I after think that I Kevin just Falk. figured out why I get angry about it. Okay. Okay. It's because I'm jaded from like my college soccer coach. Okay. Like I bet it's not fun playing for Belichick. Oh, definitely not. Like when someone comes to you and says, here's all the terrible mistakes you've made in the past, go out there and don't make mistakes. Like that doesn't make you play confident or have fun or like play the game you love. That makes you go out there and like play sort of like, all right, don't fuck up, don't fuck up, don't fuck up. And it works. Like it worked for my college soccer coach the same way. And it works clearly worked for Belichick. But as a player, I don't think it's very fun to play for those types of teams or those types of coaches. I mean, you might not, but I'm sure some people might enjoy that. Well, they enjoy winning. Everybody enjoys winning. Maybe some people enjoy playing that way as well, though. I don't think it's, uh, here's all the things you do wrong, don't fuck up. I think it's, here's like... It's not anybody else. Like from that same article, um, it's quoting Christian Fourier. He says, "If you're losing a lot, you start saying, oh, it's this, it's that." Fourier said, "Well, no. If you just kind of take a second and step away from the situation, you realize it's not anything but yourself. It's you not executing. It's you dropping the ball. It's you not picking up the read. It always comes down to one thing: execution. And to, and then to on top of that, Belichick focuses on a certain spot where, like, this is something that's going to come up in this game." This is the execution that we need to be ready for. And as long yeah. as you do your job, we're going to be in good position. You're not, you're not trying to, to make people feel like shit about the things they've done wrong. It's just like the lesson is if you do your job, if you execute what we tell you is the thing that needs to be executed, we, we're going to have a better chance yeah. of winning this game. I just don't think it's fun to play in those, those sorts of teams, though. Well, like, I think- don't, don't try and play well. Don't play well. Just don't do case. bare minimum and don't fuck it up. Like Say that's what that is. Maybe if you were better at soccer, then you could be good at that style. <laughs> no. And what I think, what I think, Belichick <laughs> is great is that he identifies those situations through his like knowledge of football, and it's like he knew that this Miami game was going to come down to red zone efficiency, right? Through all his whatever the fuck he figured it out, and like. There's so many executions you have to make in a football game. Every single play has a million decisions to make sort of thing. Yeah. It's like, you might not be great at all of those, but like these are the most critical ones that we're going to practice all fucking week because we need to win. And when you get to the red zone, you're like, fuck, yeah. I fucked up a bunch of plays already. They're already here, but this is like what we talked about all week. This is where I need to step it up and like do my job right. Perfect every time. Yeah, and, and that's what they used to do at my college soccer team. We used to... We used to practice fucking corner kicks and free kicks for hours and it fucking sucked. It was wicked boring and no one had fun. 
<laughs> I'm not arguing that it's not an effective way to coach. I'm arguing that it fucking sucks. So you want to go fun. play for Bruce Arians. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Brady, yeah. I'm sure Brady at some point was like, you know what? Greg is right. Yeah. I'm going yeah. to fucking my I want to, no, I want to play for fucking Reed, you know? Yeah. Andy Reed. He's the one that's like creative genius that like comes up with cool plays. Let's go get him. Let's attack him. He's probably not as good as like a coach's Belichick is, but from a player's standpoint, if, if, if Belichick wasn't winning, that shit tanks quick. This just happened to Matt Patricia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's similar to Matt Patricia is a great example of Bill O'Brien. Hey, that shit flies when you're winning, but it, once you start losing, Oh, that, but it, that it's being gonna, said, I will say this, like, Everyone thinks that Belichick got that way after he wins these next few Super Bowls. Right. But he wasn't. He's always like that. Right. I was, I was saying that he 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 became the greatest coach ever because he won those three Super Bowls early that he had like unlimited leash to, you know, they'll just be like, yeah, we're trusting the process. Because I think but the trust he's in a good too. situation too with – Robert Kraft, who's willing yeah, to give him yeah, that leash. Yeah, I don't think he gets that from Jerry Jones. In that now we're doing some stupid podcast where we're watching every single fucking game from 2001 yeah. we're at episode 50. <laughs> watching yeah, but who, who knows? Maybe Patricia is just as smart of a football coach and he, he goes into games going, we got to practice red zone shit like that. But it just doesn't quite come off and then things snowball. And next thing you know, he's like a cl- he's getting clowned on the internet when he's just as smart of a coach as Belichick is. You don't know, right? I don't, yeah, I don't think it's just being smart coach. I'm sure there's a shit ton of those. Yeah, and especially like players good. coach, right? Belichick's especially coordinators. I think he is, but in, in oh, a, I don't think he is. I'm with I, I, I'm to a certain extent, I think. Probably more so than these other guys who have gone off and not been successful, like uh, an Eric Mangini or uh, what's his name, Matt Patricia. I, I think he he has a system that he's brought with him and if you bind to the system he's going to put you in a position to succeed regardless of where like if you are the most skilled at that position you know Mike Vrabel probably wasn't the most skilled outside linebacker but he made some massive plays because he was in a system that fit what he could do well and so I think on top of that he also is from everybody who's left the team talked about how straight of a shooter he is. He'll tell you exactly where you stand and it's not going to sugarcoat him. He's not going to be a dick about it either. You know, he's just going to tell you like how things are. Yeah. But that's not a player's coach. A player's coach is like Rex Ryan, where you're like, this guy, this guy like is awesome. Greg, you would love Rex Ryan. I do. He's he's a media's coach. You love playing for Rex Ryan too. Dude. I, when I watched the hard knocks, Rex Ryan, I was completely in love with Rex Ryan. I would play for that fucking guy any day of the week. You, you play for Pete right, Carroll right, right, before right. you play for Bill Belichick. Pete Carroll's Rex- a corny bitch, but how do you get the Rex Ryan? <laughs> Same Let's thing. Get back to this fucking game, Jesus. All right, fucking. So yeah, so we've talked about the uh, the fumblelicious first quarter and a half. Um, the se- the second Falk fu- the Falk fumble results in um, Miami driving inside New England five yard line, and what happens? Uh, red zone defense shows up, you know, the, the thing they've been pre- preparing for all week. And uh, Miami has to settle for a field goal. And so we're at 10 uh, 3 Dolphins at the moment. Pace get the ball back with, uh, I think, just under two minutes left in the half. They drive down to 
Miami 40, and then they get a roughing the passer call on third down. So they actually drive like inside the Miami 20-yard line, 10-yard line. And Brady throws a touchdown, but it gets called back for offensive pass interference on the tackle eligible at 68. I don't remember who it was. Tom Ashworth, maybe? Yeah. Which you don't really see. Uh, they tried to explain it, but of course, because this is Dan Deardorff, he, he couldn't. Um, so the replay didn't show you what happened. So I'm not exactly sure why it got called, who it was actually called on or anything like that. But so they didn't get to actually score the touchdown. They had to settle for a field goal. And um, Dave Wanstat was still, I, I don't know if he knew and was just like misspoke or if he uh, thought the Patriots scored a touchdown, but this was his half. We just speech. can't give them anything, you know? I mean, you know, the, the scores that they have obviously came off of turnovers. The touchdown right there comes off of a uh, questionable late hit on Brady. Great. Thanks coach. They, they, <laughs> it was a field goal. So that, that, that touchdown right there that came off a late hit, a questionable late hit on Brady. It wasn't a touchdown. Well, so, we did go into the half with six points, so that makes sense. 10-6, yeah. But, yeah, he, he was a little salty about the uh, the late hit, which it was probably borderline, but a lot it of these was, calls it was soft. borderline in this Especially game, for so. that era, it was definitely soft. Yeah. Um, but to uh, a couple things. One, uh, let's add to the hatred. Uh, you, I don't know if you caught it there, but in that uh, you could hear – I think it was just one fan, but they had what sounded like a Vuvuzela. Oh, yeah, I heard that. That was terrible. Throughout the game, and I wrote down that I'm going to ram that Vuvuzela down that fan's throat. Yeah, that was annoying. And it continues in the second half. And it wasn't as much, but it was still, like the first half, it was real noticeable, and it was every time. Ugh. So, 10-6 <laughs> at the half, Dolphins. Uh, but pass get the ball. Wait, wait. Come, they come out, guns blazing. Half, before we go in uh, half two, I watched right. the halftime show. Oh, yes. I have some notes. Again, again, because generally that cuts out, and this is the first right. halftime show I'd seen all this whole time. Give it to me. Uh, there was an amazing play from Randy Moss getting a huge deep ball, but it was like three guys around him because it's Randy Moss. So right. he's, as he's getting tackled, he throws it over his head to another receiver running by him. Dude catches that. it and goes. Like the, the 80 back, Ross yeah, Smith to end the half. Yeah. And like when it happened at halftime, they're like, this just happened. They haven't yeah. even made the extra point yet. We don't have done a review. So we don't like, even know if it counts. Yeah. Yeah. It was eight. So psyched. And then uh Brett Favre must have been sucking the terrible again, throwing a bunch of interceptions. And they made mention of his six pick game with three pick sixes. <laughs> Which I was like, <laughs> what? Google it. It was in the playoffs last year. Yeah. Against the Rams. the Rams, 45-17. Brett Favre threw six INTs. But that Rams defense was like out of control. Wasn't that, wasn't that 2001? Because that's no, how the Rams got to the Super Bowl. January 2002. So, yeah, it must have been that 2001. Because so two, that's how the Rams – because remember the Rams were like mm-hmm. one of the best defenses. We're like, what, really? The Rams? Good defense? Mm. Yeah, that's why. He threw one <laughs> in nine minutes, 11 seconds left in the first. Um. 8-12 left in the third when it was 31-10, so 38-10. Then yeah, 7-50 left in the fourth, so it went to 45-10. Not nice. good. Gun, gunslinging. <laughs> he did throw a touchdown with eight-yard pass with 
five minutes and 46 seconds down 45 10. that's right to which team <laughs> to his own team <laughs> okay yeah. just for, just for a change uh the other one which i didn't look up was well actually terry glenn had three touchdowns in the first half for the cowboys damn yeah a three touchdown half that's huge that, about the that's fantasy points well remember he terry glenn did not have more than one touchdown in a game playing for the patriots i did yeah i forgot that yeah and then they made a joke about uh tim couch crying after the game they're like he's not gonna cry after this game as well right something like that and like he <laughs> clearly had been in the headlines of tim crouch crying after the game already and then oh, no. he came out and played awful again for the browns and they're like he's not gonna yeah, cry I saw again. He threw a pick six and Brett Favre's over here throwing six bucket picks in a divisional game of three pick sixes. He ain't crying. No, nope. he's no. having a good old time. He's just he's from a different cloth. He's just playing like he's in his backyard. Yeah, just a gunslinger out there. Real yeah. comfortable pick six. <laughs> oh god! All right, is that your halftime show? Yeah, I have nice. more on them, but post game. Okay, we'll get to that then. All right, third quarter. Patriots come out guns blazing. Go three and out, and then uh, Ken Walter kicks a 21-yard punt. 21-yard <laughs> mm, punt to the 50. Yeah. So Miami starts our half. inside New England half. Fuck me. It's around the 50. Drive inside New England 20 again, and what happens? Uh, red zone defense shows up. Patriots hold, and uh, Dolphins have to settle for field goals. So now up 13-6. And now Brady decides to do Brady shit. And this is like, this is almost where you started taking it for granted, I felt like. Like right around here, halfway through this 2003 season of the Patriots don't get blown out. Like other than the week one where like literally everything went wrong. And, but the Patriots still like trying to score at the end. Like yeah. this team doesn't give up. So they haven't done anything. They've fumbled it away twice, including Brady on a QB sneak. They have like less than a hundred yards passing. I want to say Brady had at the half. It was not good, and uh, it, it, the whole thing was just bad. Uh, and then the Patriots decide that um, enough is enough, and so Brady drives them straight down the field and hits Givens for with an absolute laser across the middle. Right before that was, I think it was the play before on third down where he's like yeah. legit getting sacked and dragged down and like his feet are already out and the dude is like got his arm around his waist and like the guys underneath his button like, pulled him down, pulled him back, soon zims it to Troy. Uh, Dion Branch, I believe, but yes, oh, you're right on the infield dirt. Yep, but to convert like third and long, like a third and ten or twelve yep. or something. Awesome, keep the drive Brady. alive, and then Very- Brady on the next third down, third and ten. It's a laser to Givens across the middle. Who, I, in this game, Givens showed me a lot. I think this was like when Givens kind of had his coming out party too, because yes. he could take a hit and he was like a big wide receiver. Givens and Eugene Wilson both showed out in this game for sure. Yeah. They but, said they were starting three rookies on defense because Asante yeah. Samuel was starting, uh, Eugene was starting, and I don't know who the third one was. Uh, Ty Warren. Week six. Defensive line. Week yeah. six, we're starting those. And those guys are all, like, household names now, but, like, right. given was a seventh-round pick, you know? Yeah. Eugene Wilson was, like, fourth round, right? Like, these guys are way untested. Mm-hmm. That draft class was 
the only reason we won this Super Bowl and the next one. Yeah, it, it was impressive. And it, like just David Givens being able to catch the ball and hold on to it. And he, cause he took his catch in the first place. Brady fucking bulleted that. That thing was a rifle. Yeah. Abs- yeah. Absolutely. Just that immediate laser. pop right after it and still tucked it in. It's awesome. Yep. Yeah. Use it to bounce into the end zone. Kind of Tell nice. me you have a, you have that a highlight on Patriots dynasty info, right? Absolutely. Right. Slash game slash 89 is uh, rewatch it right now. Actually. It's a hell of a touchdown from the, uh, the infield dirt, which, they were talking about this the reason and i've already said this i i hate like just buy your own stadium come on it's florida oh you mean we can't we can't play on grass to play in a fucking billionaire nfl league right. we're playing on fucking dirt yeah but you know why is because the marlins yeah. were still playing because they're in the world series yes and this will come into play later but the marlins being in the world series is why the dolphins lost this game you know who was the MVP of that World Series? Uh, Jay Fiedler? Uh, Coltrane? Jeff, Josh Beckett. That's- oh, that's right. It was that one with uh, him and Mike Lowell on that team. Mm. Uh, yep. Mike Lowell, Dontrell Willis, D Train. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Luis that's Castillo, a- Miguel Cabrera, Ugir Bina. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Remember him? Yeah. And then they took the team and basically dismantled it directly after this, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So well, the everybody. Red Sox. Yeah, because the Red Sox traded for Josh Beckett, but they basically said, if you want Josh Beckett, you have to take Mike Lowell. Which is like, oh, fucking fine. And then Mike Lowell absolutely shredded afterwards. The year after. Do you ever hear what happened to Ugi Urbina? No. He, <laughs> I was just looking this up actually. So I have his Wikipedia open. Um, he in 2005, Urbina was arrested in Venezuela on a charge of attempted murder for an incident that occurred where Urbina attacked five farm workers on his property, whom he had accused of stealing a gun, wielding a machete, and attempting to pour gasoline on them. I remember this. Urbina was convicted of attempted murder and sentenced to 14 years and seven months in prison. Oh, shit. I don't remember that at all. Yeah, I remember him going crazy. But hey, David, David hey. Gibbons, third touchdown catch, week six of his career. He's number nine on the Patriots all-time list, or Tom Brady all-time list. He's going to stroke off to him, Steve? He's only one behind Hernandez and Watson. Says the guy with a Eugene Wilson jersey. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did you see that catch? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go fucking look it up right now and rewatch it. Yeah, I, oh. I, I just did. Oh, oh god. In that David catch Gibbons. against the Redskins earlier this year, sick. I didn't watch all his other ones because I want to experience those, you know, in live. David Gibbons has less touchdowns from Tom Brady than Aaron Hernandez does. <laughs> no, well, Hernandez has a ton. Wicked fast. He has twenty. Gibbons. Has- James White has more touchdowns from Brady. He has more than Patton, Troy Brown, Danny Amendola, Chris Hogan, Fourier, Kevin Falk, Mike Vrabel, Dorsett, Gaffney. He'll throw Vrabel Green. in there. <laughs> also, I, I looked up the Tim Couch thing. The, yeah. the reason he was crying is because basically the Cleveland fans were booing him while he was down on the field with a concussion. That is <laughs> Jesus fuck. So fucked up. That's some <laughs> Philadelphia shit right there. Yeah. Isn't like, Aaron Brown's next? Uh, I don't know. Sure. The Browns the next game. Dude, I almost cried reading this. 
You're a sensitive like, well, soul. Yes, the Browns already worked and like he's working his ass off, and they can have their opinions, but to boo me while I'm hurt is fucked up. Like that is whew. fucked up. Especially is concussions, knowing what we know now. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. So, Were they joking I mean, about he's probably it? Probably giving that that thing with a concussion. Yeah, no, it was not. It was not nice with Tim Couch. They were like shitting on Tim Couch. Like I said, like, oh, I'm gonna because he was like playing awful in this game too. To be fair, this, this is like he probably had a concussion in this game. Yeah, he's out there playing. Was play- he gonna laugh about it, dumb bitch? I <laughs> <laughs> mean, they also show clips of uh, of Deion Sanders slandering Drew Bledsoe. He's like, uh, he's holding a football. He's like, hey, whoever's sitting there, he's like, hey, hit me in the back, hit me in the back. And the guy like taps in the back and he drops a football. He's like, I'm Drew Bledsoe. Cool. <laughs> yeah, Deion, Deion Sanders trying to be funny. Yeah. Okay. So that's what they do. Yeah, that's what they all do. They still do it, though. They're still like that. Like, none of that has changed. Mm-hmm. They'd still probably laugh at Tim Couch for crying if he did it today. Like, yeah, if Baker Mayfield true. got booed because he was suffering a concussion, they, they'd make a joke about it. Yeah. W.E. I would, for sure. For sure. All right. So speaking of um, shit shows, so what it's, quarter. It's 13-13 at that point, though. So, yes, yeah, the Patriots tied it up zone, with that touchdown. Even though they blew all of their early turnovers, they tied mm-hmm. the game. Why? Red zone defense. Actually, I think a big part of it was, at least down. that it didn't get out of hand, was they played awesome on Ricky in the second half. Yeah, so that, that is a huge thing. This, because, you know, I think he had 50-something yards in the first half. 51. The guy's on his way to 100 yards again, whatever. And then I think at some point, I want to say it was like right around the beginning of the fourth quarter, um, they showed a stat where the first half, yeah, Ricky Williams had 51 rushing yards. In the second half, negative one. Yeah, he had seven carries, negative one yards, eight carries, zero yards. And I think it was because they were playing that 4-3 a little bit too. That's why I'm interested to see if they stick with it. Ooh, true. Because the strength of the defensive, like if you look at it now, like Ty Warren and Richard Seymour and um, who's the third guy? Jarvis Green was also young mm-hmm. there, and they're all playing pretty good. And you're like, well, actually, looking now, it's a pretty stacked D-line. They didn't know it, but right. this game sort of forced them into it. And I think, I don't know, but they might stick to that 4-3. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely find out. And I think just by necessity's sake, too. I don't know mm-hmm. how many of these linebackers will come back, you know? And, and once it's implemented, like, it's tough to go back and it's working. But, yeah, Ricky Williams finished 27 carries, 94 yards, because I think basically the defense started wearing down. Yeah, he had some good runs quarter. later. Because it was hot. They didn't have any substitutions, et cetera, et cetera. So um, he had that one crazy run on the drive where they go from their 10 all the way into our red zone. Right. Right in this fourth quarter here. And he was like, he was definitely down after five yards on third and nine. They call like a Ricky, Ricky Williams run play end and shit. It was right before yeah. they gave the Cole eight yards, eight carries, zero yards that. And I was like, well, thanks yeah. for jinxing it. Right. And then they yeah. it to him Fuckers. and he's down after five yards and he plays an awesome play to put his hand in the dirt and keep his knee barely, yeah, just barely off. Yeah. The camera angle wasn't quite down. good either. So yeah. So yeah. basically the fourth quarter is just, uh, Mostly New England and Miami trading three and outs. Yeah. Um, punting back and forth with each other until towards the end. I think there's like three minutes left in the game. Um, no, I, Miami start converting third downs finally. No, I, I wrote this down because it's right. actually way more insane than that. It, it, it was 11 minutes and three seconds left in the fourth quarter. It's a tie game. Miami has it their own 10-yard line. 
and they Jesus. rattled off an 18 play, 73 yeah. yard, nine minute drive. Yes, this yeah. is that drive. That's where Ricky Williams has a that crazy ended, third down extension. Yeah. Too. Yeah. That ended with zero so, points. <laughs> right. So they drove to New England's 17 yard line. Yeah. There's, I think they ran down to the two minute warning, right? Yeah, it's two minute warning. Yeah. Two minute warning. They were on like a run. They were on a run. And I will actually give uh, Deirdre credit for this because. They're on a run in the on that drive, and they get to the red zone, and they get five yards on first down, on Ricky Williams' run because he's finally sort of figured it out. And then they fall start, and they go back yeah. to second and ten. And Dior's like, "Dum dum 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 dum," and I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> but he's actually got a point that totally killed their whole drive right there. It did. And they yep. set up with a field goal after that. Yeah, and so they're kicking literally a thirty-five yard field goal from the dirt, the infield dirt, yeah, second from like base. S- not even like it's like shortstop shortstop yep and uh hey, pro play, pro player stadium more like amateur player stadium right? I, uh... <laughs> and so when steve I brown you want to do the honors for your boy yeah richard seymour all six six of him greg because he's super tall not like vince wilfork uh <laughs> blocks the kick gets his big mitts on it We've already uh, gone down how many kicks he yeah. has blocked, and he doesn't have as many as Julius Peppers. Maybe that's a good comp. Is that a better comp for you, Greg? You yes, that's a very good comp, actually. Nice. Julius Peppers um, is a better comp. Yeah. Um, gets his big old ask, on it because he plays out of his gourd this whole game. And he just pushed him like along the dirt, too. Yeah. Yeah. Not, the, oh, yeah. The, the entire the gut, like yeah. on the dirt, you just see the guy's like feet like moving back like a cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they get like a good, like probably two or three yard push back yeah. into it, which definitely has something to do with up. the dirt. Yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah. they asked Seymour about it after the game. They said oh. like about the dirt and everything. And he just yeah. says, go Marlins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's amazing. What a, yeah. that, that's badass. Yeah. That's Let's a see. mic drop moment right there. Well, the thing is crazy. Maybe they don't win this game. If the Marlins don't advance to the world series. That's what I'm saying. That's right. Because that field goal maybe doesn't get blocked. Yeah, awesome. fuck the Yankees. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, Marlins pulled it out too. So Brady, uh, but that whole drive um, was 18 plays, nine minutes. Uh, also, the Patriots used their three timeouts on it. Yeah, on that drive. So, yeah, they, so they now have the ball, or maybe with two out of three, something like that. Yeah. So, so they're now uh, two minutes, and they're. You know, just trying to. I think they it seemed like they were trying to get in the field goal range. First play, Brady hits branch for 20 yards. Um, so they're at about midfield, just inside midfield. And uh, then all of a sudden, they go super conservative and just try to start like running the ball with no timeouts left. And, and they end up and they end up going backwards. Like uh, Kevin Falk gets taken down for like yeah. a five yard loss or something, trying to do an outside. Who was the run. old Pages player that took him out? Uh, the old defensive back, Buckley. Oh, uh, Buckley. Yeah, he had a he had like a they muffed a pump that Buckley picked up as well for them, and yeah. he had a stop on this player. He just blew the corner and got. So was this pitch. before Buckley was on the Patriots or after? After I think it's after we had Buckley last year. That's what I thought. Yeah, because he yeah. was part of that Super Bowl team. Right. This is the Terrence Buckley revenge game. You know, one. So I wrote. Yeah, I wrote uh, my notes for Terrell, Terrell Buckley was at two Brutet. So cool. yeah. So but the Patriots like literally like not trying to go for a touchdown. It was a lot of crosswords. <laughs> That was for you. I knew you'd like that. Uh, more hate, and I was uh, flexing my words. That was uh, that was really conservative, though. And I, that's another thing that drives me crazy about Belichick is 
sometimes late in games, uh, it happens all the time where you're like, what the fuck is going on? Hate, 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 hate. Give it it just doesn't make sense. Or you're like, you're huddling where there's a minute left and you're yeah. on, it's like first down, you're like on this, the edge of field goal range. And it's you know like, where else you were saying so that? All you need is, all you need what is five yards. You know what else you were saying? I know, that? but why not Call just the right hurry play. up? Call the right play. You know what else yes, you were saying that, Greg? It was the fucking Seattle Super Bowl when you're saying, why isn't he taking the timeout? Yep. Yeah, exactly. And I still don't know why. <laughs> like it were it worked out because of a crazy play, but there's instinct, so many baby. times where you're that's a good example, Steve. Where I'm just like, what maybe the, the fuck is going on? If they had a timeout, they wouldn't have called that play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Well, is it isn't Carol to get a play? Carol's expecting him to call a timeout. So he's, yeah, wasn't it that he saw that like the yeah. Seattle uh, sideline was like discombobulated? He's like, yeah. they know what they're gonna do. I'm not calling. Yeah, I'm not gonna let them they're fix this. Dumb. I guess what happened. I'm not gonna bail them out. Yeah, but for every one of those, is one like this. Sure, but where they don't, they huddle, oh, they two. take their time. What about said, fourth and, and they're like in field goal range, and then they're out. That they're, being all said, of a sudden you're this where I wrote my note. Give it a fucking rest, Deardorf. Jesus fucking Christ, because he, you beleaguer a point like this, Greg. Good God, he brought that up at least five fucking. He brought it up in overtime. He was on it for a good ten minutes. He brought it up in overtime. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Let's I mean, get to the I, coin flip. Hey, Especially I, because I stand with Dan. I stand with oh Lord. <laughs> I know how to piss you off, Eddie. Uh, Greg's <laughs> off the podcast. So it's been nice having you on here. Um, I don't know if you know this is your this is your last episode. Yeah. I'm I'm getting you a shirt for Christmas. I stand, says, with, I stand with Dan. I'm not coming to Christmas. <laughs> Just in case. You sign Dan Dudorf pick. Yeah. <laughs> Andy, thanks for being such a big fan. <laughs> All right, that'd be pretty cool. I wonder if he's on Cameo. That'd be funny. He's not. Bob Sosi is, though. And he donates all his money to uh, to charity. Good for him. All right, so yeah, so the Patriots basically try to get in field goal range and don't, and then like basically don't have a timeout, so they just like can't run a play and Belichick's pissed because they can't go feel it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They went from 150. 150- 135 on the Miami 45 to anything on the Miami 50. Yeah. As time ticked off and they couldn't get a last play call or anything. It was stupid. Um, so to overtime we go. Uh, so they do, they have the coin toss and I have the audio for the coin toss, which I think we need to play just because this was written about the day after, which I'll, I'll, here is the audio. Why a coin toss? What could be controversial? So Brady's pointing at the Dolphins players saying, damn it, you you know it. Yeah. And somebody else in the background, I believe it was I believe it was Izzo, was uh says fucking heads, which is why you probably shouldn't have a live mic at this point. But you can but see yeah. from the Dolphins player's body language, the Patriots are right. Yeah. Cause he's not like, nah, bullshit. He's just like, yeah, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Get in the middle of it. Sucks for you guys, because 
And then they referenced the um, other coin flip controversy. Yeah, I couldn't figure out what that was. I, f- oh, I, I vaguely remember, but I, could, I couldn't find it in Google. I remember what it was. It 99 was, Thanksgiving Day game. 98, but you're close, guys. Here, Andy, I'll, I'll put this in the chat. I don't know if you can bring it up. I found a YouTube video of it. Because I don't really so remember different. this. I just remember the vague. All I remember, I Googled Jerome Betts Thanksgiving, or Jerome Betts coin toss. Using fourth quarter timing rules. Each team receives two timeouts. The first team to score wins the game. We'll have a toss to determine who receives, who will call it from Pittsburgh. Number 36, heads, tails, tails, heads. Call it plays in the air. Heads is the call. He said heads is a tails. He said tails. He did. Look at Jerome Bettis. He's still, what's going on? God damn! That so one's that, even worse. No, that he, one's no, that one. They they've looked into that, and what he did is he said, "Tails." So uh, the they're supposed to take the first call. You can't change your call. So when he said started saying heads, yeah, the okay. the ref had to take that. And they like a Detroit radio, like slowed down the audio and like brought in an audio expert. And they say, you could clearly tell that he said heads. And then there was also like someone had a mic on like a coach that picked up him saying to Cower, I I started saying heads, but I changed the tails like halfway through saying it. (laughs) So Bettis is being a prick there. Obviously. But that's now why they make you call it before they even do the flip. Because now, now the ref was fucking wrong, was a bitch about it, refused yeah. to like say it. You can tell. You they didn't I know, have like, but he's in a weird spot though, right? Because what does he do? He can't just be like, well, you know the problem is I uh, thought let's about, flip it again. I don't, you know, like right. That's what have, my immediate reaction would be is like uh, I might have fucked that up. I don't know. Let's, let's flip again. again. But then like, you're gonna piss off all the dolphins, the, yeah, the dolphins in Miami, and then they're gonna start going fucking crazy. So here's the thing: the problem is they don't use a fucking quarter with heads and tails. Yeah. <laughs> this is the yeah. NFL commemorative coin. Yeah. This side is heads, and this side is tails. It's so, so fucking right. The football is heads, and the NFL logo is tails. Everyone looks at it the other way around. Like fucking the heads of yeah. a quarter. It's heads. Right. It yeah. has a head on it. You're a hundred percent right, Steve. They're getting it's too true. cute with a fucking coin toss. Yeah, Just do are. heads and tails. Thank you. You make a bigger no. quarter if it's hard to flip, you bitch. Well, we've talked about this already. We shouldn't even be doing a coin flip. We should be doing uh like a yeah, what do we decide? Uh, the uh, a sumo thing. wrestling. No, no, it was uh, a with your with uh, your heaviest yeah your heaviest coach yeah. is uh you do a sumo wrestling. Whoever pushes the other person back to the other team's forty five. I think we also wins. said that. It might be the ugliest coach or the dumbest coach, and then Eli Manning would get a huge contract to be a coach. There was something about Eli Manning. (laughs) (laughs) He he simultaneously gets hired by every team in the NFL. (laughs) (laughs) No, take our money, Eli. (laughs) You have the dumbest face of all time. You can never. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So, so after uh, Miami, quote unquote, you know, air quotes, wins the coin toss, uh, there's another. Uh, controversial play where Fiedler quote unquote air quotes hits the deep shot to some no name guy who apparently got paid a shit ton of money and has seven catches on the season. Nice catch. Yeah, he's pretty, it was a good catch. Good catch, but he stepped out of bounds yeah, at least twice. once. 
Yeah, maybe twice. Definitely twice. Um, and of course, it's on the fucking infield, so you can't see anything. Yeah. Right. The stupid fucking Which, infield on a football field. Yeah. Also, also <laughs> they didn't paint nice they didn't crisp paint lines the lines of the fucking gravel. They yeah. didn't paint them on though this game either because <laughs> World Series they didn't want to have the line showing up for the for the baseball game, so they were chalk lines instead. No. Yeah. Wow. Even worse. So, yeah. So so maybe he stepped on the chalk. We don't know. You can um, see the chalk get kicked up. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's not something Belichick could have challenged because he probably would have because it's Belichick and that's what he does. But because it's overtime, all reviews come from the booth and the Dolphins ran up and just ran a quick play and the booth didn't get to it in time. So the play stood. Even worse, that quick play was like a 10-yard uh, Ricky Williams run. Uh, yeah, and I believe there was uh, actually a penalty for Patriots having too many men on the field on that yeah. play too, <laughs> on top of all of it, which they declined because they got a 10-yard run out of it. Um, so again, just like in the fourth quarter, Miami drives straight to New England 17, and then yeah. the... Ricky Williams went run for 10, run for 13. So they went pass for 31. So they get the ball, incomplete. Yeah. 31-yard pass, it shouldn't have counted. 10-yard quick snap to Ricky Williams. 13-yard mm-hmm. run for Ricky Williams. They're sitting first and 10 on the Patriots 33, and Belichick's like, timeout. It's like basketball. Yeah. Like, no, no, yeah, no. Yeah, exactly. Slow the roll. And uh, But then but then, what comes up, the, the main point of emphasis for the week was, what was it, Steve? Well, here's the thing. Also, bad coaching. And maybe even like coaching within the rules of the game at the time, where a field goal wins it, and I think the mm-hmm. overtime rules have changed this, they go one yard Ricky Williams run, two yard Ricky Williams run, kick the field goal on third down. I think nowadays, no one's kicking that field kick goal on third, third down, down and going so conservative, like, let me just stuff Ricky Williams in the middle and we'll kick the field goal and get out of here because the other team gets a chance, right? There's so much more incentive to get the touchdown there to be a little more aggressive. <laughs> I didn't realize they kicked it on third down. Like, yeah. Really oh, yeah. They used to do that because the. Just in case it's a bad snap or a bad yeah, hold. Yeah, you can just eat it. Yeah. Dan Deardorff was all about it, Andy. How'd you miss that? He's like, what a great call kicking it on third down. Oh, I fucking tuned him out by this point. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Four hours of Dan Deardorff killing you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, uh, they line up for basically the exact same field goal as before. And Off the dirt. Same end was, of the field. Yep. From uh, the shortstop. And this was... Uh, this one was not blocked, but it was, it was pushed wide right. Was it? it push? It was bad. It wasn't even that close. Was it? It looked. I only saw the primetime highlights. It looked like it was high. One of those ones that goes over the no, whole. It wasn't even close. No, no. It, 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 close. it Like when it came off his foot, it looked like it was straight down the middle, but then it just like yeah. kept drifting, kept drifting. And he hit it pretty straight, but he definitely just pushed it. He just started yep. it way right. and Just, it just... pushed it. And was it because Lindo he was on Mare. the dirt? Was it because he was on the dirt? Uh, Dan Deardorff was all about, oh, well, he missed his first one, so that just gets in his head. So, well, I, no I actually thought happen. that because, I mean, I, I didn't, I saw just the we'll highlights. Talk, we'll and it talk looked about like this, a high we'll talk about this after the game. Okay, let's save this for after the game for the okay. post game show. Okay, sure. Because they get into about? it. So. Uh, then, you know, we, we kind of know how this game ends. I'm like, all right, here it comes. Here comes Brady touchdown. New England drives to midfield and Brady gets strip sacked on third down by Jason Taylor. Uh, and the Patriots punt. They forgot about that. 
It's a good Brady time for my. Bounce right back into his bread basket. It was one of those like yeah. hit the ground, goes right back up into as you're falling. Yeah, the perfect bounce, yeah. Because that could have been a Greg? disaster play. Yeah, yeah. This is my other trivia. Who has the most sacks of Brady? Or let's just say the Patriots since 2001. This we talked about oh, this. I, think, like, I know. I know the answer. The Bills game because I told one of Bills fans, and he's like, "You mean no show Schobel? That's right, Aaron Schobel. Is he tops? Aaron Schobel, fourteen. Jason Taylor, twelve Dwight and a half. Franey. Dwight Franey's got to be up there. No, really. Rayhan is he on Mathis, the list? Maybe. So there's three more within the division. One of them played on Pittsburgh as well. Pittsburgh and Miami. Oh, uh, Joey Porter? Yep. One is a more recent Miami player that has a, very, a lot of Jason Taylor in him. Oh, I know who he is, but I can't think of his name. The edge rusher who played for like yeah. a long time. Cameron Wake. That's Oh, Wake. yeah. yeah. Sean Ellis is actually third with 12. Really? Yeah. And then the first non-divisional player is Vaughn Miller with seven and a half. That's that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Where are the the Colts guys? So I feel like the Colts were like Dwight Freeney was. Oh uh, yeah, Freeney as game plan as much as all those guys, if not more, right? It, it's just divisional. You get two chances a year, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Where's Dwight Freeney on the list, though? I don't know. I only wrote down those ones. Oh, right. Because uh, you're handwriting your, your notes, so you don't like... Correct. I think we talked got about it. it a while ago. Cool, cool. Um, got it, Greg. All right. Back in the day. So Taylor gets a near sack and yep. near strip fumble, and Brady gets it back. So the Pats punt. Uh, Miami drives to midfield, give or take. And then we have Teddy Bruschi doing his best Junior Seau impression, who Junior Seau... The Miami Dolphin in 2003, which I completely forgot about that phase of his career. Yes, yeah, so did I. Completely forgot he was a Dolphin. Yeah, this is um, his first season in Miami. Yep. I don't know how long he was there, but... Changing the culture of that defense. Um, but yeah, so he so Brewski does his best. Uh, hey, he wanted one more impression. shot at a Super Bowl. When he signed with Miami? <laughs> Oof. Oof. Tough, Greg. He's, he was three years in Miami, four years in New cut England. Cut that one. <laughs> uh, nope, leave that, one, leave in. that one in. That one in. <laughs> so, yeah, so he does his best junior say impression of like running up like right between center guard and like hopping there before the snap and get it and like timing it just right. Comes in untouched on Fiedler, who uh, Fiedler, his roof uh, away from, Fiedles his way away from uh, from the sack. Rolls out to his right and chucks a bomb into double coverage and gets picked off by Tyrone Pohl. Steve's boy, uh, loved it. Loved it. Before we get too far off, Seau, basically a punt. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, because I'll talk about that. I will will touch on that because that was also terrible. But 2003, he signs the Dolphins for three years and then does four years of the Pats, where he actually mm-hmm. plays more games with the Dolphins, has more sacks with the Dolphins, has more tackles with the Dolphins. Yep. Do you think Seau, I mean, if he'd signed with the Patriots in 2003, think about that. Yeah. That would have been, because he, two, he played the Chargers up until that point. where So Rodney Harrison and Seau left from the Chargers in that same offseason. We yeah. got Harrison, Dolphins got Seau. 
right what happens if we had gotten sam that would have been basically the same except Sam. yeah actually actually do you think what would be better getting i mean rodney's been showing up big too yeah rodney's setting the tone for this defense and i think the chargers sucked that year too 2003 right they have to i mean those are the two like the drew Brees uh, must be gone too no still rivers think he's still the there i think breeze is still there this year and LT is still lighting it up. Yeah, LT was definitely there. But I think the yeah. yeah I want to hate on. I want to hate on Dan Deardorff. Five. Oh, fuck about the Chargers. Hate on him. He was. He had a well, massive let's, hard let's on. Play out. Uh, Jay Fiedler has a uh, well. They've been talking about his running ability all all game, and he has like one five yard breakdown that Dan Deardorff yeah. fucking loved. Play breakdown. That won't show up on the a, stat sheet. Yeah, it'll show up as a five-yard run, but it was so much more than that. He yeah, I don't know how many carries, dear. How many didn't throw an incompletion? Yeah, but he has he has that one, you know, just man-to-man defense, and you get five yards out of it. Cool yeah. on third and five or some shit too. So it didn't even fucking no, matter. It was, it was it was like second and five. Yeah, and <laughs> second then and ten, got five yards. Feeler actually makes a decent play where he's sort of getting sacked and like gets out of it, gets on the yeah. run out the out the out the tackle box, kind of all alone. Maybe could have got that first down. But instead, just zings it down to the twenty-yard line, red zone-ish, yeah. just taking a shot. But he's on the run, and he's Jay Feeler. He doesn't have a big arm, so way short. Yep. Easy interception from Tyrone Poole. And like Deirdre's reaction is like, "Wow, what a great play! That's the great same decision. as a punt. That's great a, decision. Whatever. Yep. <laughs> Punted anyways on fourth down. You might you might get the pass interference. That would be cool. It's like yeah." <laughs> Or you might have got the first down and kept the drive going and win in overtime. So my notes for Jay Fiedler, uh, I have nothing to say about him, good or bad. He's yes, fine. he's fine. And they even gave him the backhanded compliment of he's a game manager. And then he make like one good throw. He found a mismatch on the tight end on Rodney Harrison, Randy McMichael, who actually was really good in this game. Yeah. And he's like, well, does that look like a game manager to you? And it's like, <laughs> well, yeah, he found the one mismatch in the fourth quarter. It took him all game. He found it out and he's explaining it. Good work. I believe the quote was, there's something to say for a guy who won't lose you the game. Yeah. Uh-huh. The ultimate back in. Right. It's a Belichick yeah. guy. No. Mm-hmm. It's like oh, wait. I just do your job. No, you don't have to win not the game. A backhanded compliment. Just don't lose the game. Well, that you dress. Are, well, look, he's not going to say it. that dress makes you look a whole lot less fat. I see what you're saying. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not going to say Jay Fiedler is a Belichick guy. Just because no, no, he's a no, game no. Manager. I'm saying oh, I thought you were comparing. I Dan think Belichick would like Belichick. I think you're talking about Dan Deardorff's like. Didn't he sign him as a backup? You're not going to lose the game to oh. Bill Belichick. Fiedler and Belichick, they probably could have been okay. Yeah, a game manager. Yeah, so we have a camera. Don't fuck up. If he fucks up. As good as my note is, as good as a punt, get fucked, Deerdorf. <laughs> <laughs> Told you. But there's one more play left in this game. One, yeah. He wants to do the honors. That's the, point. That's the real part is like, get fucked, Deerdorf, because Tom Brady is probably thinking the same thing. Yeah. Well, this was. I mean, I don't even think we have to describe. I think everybody remembers this. Mm. Brady drops back. And at this, I think at this point, the Dolphins are kind of gassed. But yeah. there was a quote from uh, Zach Thomas about this after the game. Thomas said that he sensed the defense let down after Lindo Mari's field goal attempt was blocked in the fourth quarter and he missed one in overtime. Quote, 
if it's an easy field goal, guys think you're going to make it, and then you don't, and then you're rattled already, Thomas said. You can't let stuff like that happen. I'm not blaming anything on the field goal. I'm saying we, the defense, can't let that happen. That's fair. I mean, I get where he's come from. Like, everyone's done yeah. their job. They got to the easy, chippy field goal. They're kicking on third down. Like, that's like a sign, like, it's in the bag sort of thing. Even if, like, what's worse going to happen? Like, a bad snap? Oh, we have, um, we have another down for that. And, like, then, oh, shit, get back out there. But still. I was like Zach Thomas. So it's a good to take accountability for it. They should have got back up, is what he's saying. But that's I'm not blaming on the on the field goal. He is though. <laughs> he's like after the field goal, we just kind of gave up because we thought it that's was fair. Over. Well, he thought it was over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't. Yeah. Imagine him in uh, Atlanta in that Super Bowl. He definitely <laughs> gave up. You know who didn't give yep. up? Hightower. Uh. Yeah, that, that pass was sick because like Troy Brown is like his third or fourth read for sure. You can see it in the highlight. I mean, think about it. when's the last time you've seen Troy Brown running a deep route like that? Yeah, that's, that's not be, his style. That's going to be Troy Brown's longest touchdown, I would think. Pump fakes uh, once, looks left, looks down, and gives point, Troy a little point like go, and yeah. then just bombs it. Troy high steps out of the tackle from the safety, splits yeah. the fucking safety cornerback. And Troy is not fast. It's like not his thing. Love it. And they show the replay yeah. and the well, he's pretty coverage. Quick. Troy just he's outran fast on punt dude. returns. That's the best part. Troy outran his dude. And he's returning punts. And he's fucking covering kicks. And he's fucking playing special teams, you know? Yeah. He'll play defense if you need him to. And then come fourth quarter, five minutes left in OT. There's already been 10 minutes in the Miami Heat all game. Troy Brown is out there fucking running go routes, balls to the wall every time when the Miami defense is not. Love I mean, it. That that throw is ridiculous from Brady, oh, though. Yeah. That's the other part. On a, on a bad shoulder. On a bad he's shoulder. Like, he's like going to his left, too. So he's like, yeah. he's on the dirt. He like takes a snap at second base. <laughs> starts, <laughs> yeah. starts doing the fucking infield shift. And he's like on that border. And he just like kind of across his body. I mean, he's not a lot of rush on him, but he just hums it up there. That ball's in the air for at least 60 yards, right? Yeah, he doesn't really yeah, oh, step yeah. into it either. He yeah. throws it from the 15, no, closer to the 10, and Brown catches it on the 30 of the Dolphins, 70 yards in the air. And in his hip pocket, like completely Perfect. in stride. Yeah. yeah. To a guy that's like not, I mean, he had separation too. So the other part was like, just Brady's not a burner, break. you know? No, Brady's pump fake though, like neutralizes the rush because when he pumps, the entire left side of the line jumps up to try and block yeah. it. And now and so they stop rushing. That's why he can roll a little left and just uncork the bomb. Yep. We need Cam to start doing that. <laughs> and then, did you, I don't know if you guys caught this, but I put it on the, the website just because oh, I did catch it's this. such yeah. a good highlight. This is Bill Belichick's reaction to the win. <laughs> Always responsible. Like, making sure the headset doesn't come crashing <laughs> down on somebody's head because he just throws it like a million feet in the air. Yeah, but just like. He's pure getting joy. into the scrum as well. Yeah, just pure yeah. unadulterated joy. Stoked. Like, looks like a small child getting out of school, like last day of school. Yeah. Just, like throwing like, shit in the oh, air. And snow just, day, like, and they're running outside in the snow day. Yes. Pure you know, it's joy. Like, it's kind of like Brewski on that thick six snow day Ooh. thing. We'll get it's to very that. similar, actually. Guess who that's against? The Dolphins. These Miami Dolphins. I love that. So, yeah. That was all she wrote. Patriots walk off with a touchdown. 19-13, New England Patriots breaking the 0-13 streak 
This also brings yeah, Chris, Chris Bill Berman, Belichick. Chris Berman said, the streak is over. And I said, hey, hey buddy, it's just beginning. Ooh. <laughs> uh, one streak that did continue is Bill Belichick's overtime win streak. It was now up to seven after this. He had won six straight before. Who had the longest? I wondered that, and I couldn't figure it out by Googling. I don't know. It's a good question. Longest overtime win streak. Stat check? I don't know. I, I tried to Google it. I couldn't figure it out. Well, I was talking to the stat guy, but he's not Google. Yeah, he's he ain't going to be figuring it either. Um, <laughs> We're two hours into this. <laughs> let's do some best and worst. Wait. I have, let yeah, me get let's... the post game. Let me get the post game because I have, uh, I have things to talk about this, and I'll make it quick. Right. Give me some First was game. they go they cut to Bonnie Bernstein to interview Brady and he just walks off. Yeah, and they're goes like, oh, and like come back, Jason Taylor, and then they run all the credits and shit. So I was like, that can't be the end of it. I hope like if I watch all these commercials, I can at least see you the whole way through. So they do. They bring it back and they play his interview. And it's classic Brady, you know. Yeah. Wow, great. You know, coach talked about it. Hi, mom. Hi, dad. Nothing crazy in there. Yeah. Then they cut to the studio, and this is my last thing. Dan Marino is in there because he's part of the halftime show at that point. Yeah. He's like, well, you know, he missed that field goal because he's on the dirt. And sometimes in your kicker, you put that plant foot and it slides. And Deion Sanders is like, man, it's his home field. Stop making excuses. It's like, <laughs> like a weird, awkward pause at the end. And then they like go to the next highlight. Yeah. <laughs> Which is holy shit. It is your home field. Like, have you it's not true. been kicking on that in the first five weeks? You not kick on that every year. You've been there for a while. It's not like it's new. You you kick from that true. spot all the time. You can practice from there if you want. Yeah, practice in the dirt. Yeah, go and to no the beach. Kick some field goals on the beach. I love fucking Marino being super homer, and then Deion Sanders is shit. Yeah, <laughs> it's like this podcast, me and Greg. Yeah. <laughs> Awkward silence is included, Reggie. Right, yep. Uh, all right, Greg, give us your best and worst. Uh. Best was Troy Brown's overall game. One eight for one thirty and a tutty. Damn. Worst is the fucking infield. Just it's just so bush league to have a fucking baseball diamond in the middle of your NFL football stadium. It's just preposterous. I agree. I've agreed from the beginning. (laughs) Finally come around to my way of seeing things. Oh no, it's crazy iconic. Yeah. There was a, there was stupid. four stadiums that had an like an NFL MLB share at mm-hmm. that point. Which I don't think there's any more garbage. Fuck no, Oakland garbage. I guess Oakland's not even in existence. No. Nope. All right, Steve, best and worst. Uh, let me go last. Yeah, fine. Oh god, that means he's gonna be like twenty minutes. <laughs> we'll just we'll just sign off and let him finish. Yeah. <laughs> Turn the lights off when you go. <laughs> oh man. Um let's see. Do I have a best? Oh, I do have a best. Where is it? Um surprisingly, my best is uh a referee clip. It's probably the worst. There's no foul on the play. There's pushing and shoving. That is not a foul. Timeout. <laughs> <laughs> pushing and shoving on a play. Dude, that is not a foul. That. I think they I'm should out. do that more often. That's where refs need to just be like, even with the, the coin toss thing, come out after the game and be like, hey, listen, like I do a million of those things. 
you know, give me a break. <laughs> it's week seven, guys. Like, fuck off. Like, yeah. that's some humor about it. That's why everyone loves Tony you know? Romo. Right. Because yeah. he just kind of like sees like, he makes that's you true. be like, yeah, this is stupid. What are we doing? Right. You know? Exactly. It's funny. Well, again, uh, and there's also out. another one. I think it was actually in overtime um, where the there was uh, an illegal substitution penalty on the Dolphins. Uh, and it was uh, the player yeah. came on after the play had started. And then you can see they, they cut to Dave Wanstat, like putting up two fingers, say that that makes 11 players. Like it wasn't an extra guy. And, and the ref uh, like corrects him on the mic. He's yeah, like in the middle. He's like, illegal substitution. The, guy. the 11th. He's like, even though the 11 player came on, he came on after the play started. Yeah. <laughs> like talking still directly a penalty. To yeah, yeah. I was like super sassy about it. It was cool. Yeah. Uh, Although I have a worse to piggyback off your best because after the there's pushing and shoving, Dan Deuter's like, well, I guess you got to throw a punch to get a flag after yes. some clearly like unnecessary roughness bullshit. Yeah. God damn it. Oh. All right. So one of my worst is this uh, candy corn. Yeah. Whoever decided yeah. That this was a good idea to make. Terrible. I just ate another one and it was a mistake. Um. But my real worst was the graphic that they showed probably around halftime, I think, coming back from half. And it was uh, how many stone crabs were eaten by Dan Deodorf and Dick Enberg. Because apparently that's what they got fed for lunch at halftime because they're in Miami and stone crabs. And apparently in 2002, Dan Deodorf ate 25 of them when Dick Enberg only ate seven. But today Ish. the roles were reversed. Deodorf only had nine and Dick Enberg had 16. Why do we know the crab counts? And that led into a whole thing where they threw it down to Bonnie Bernstein, Bernstein and she was like, why didn't I get any guys? And then they had like another five minutes of, I don't do well in the heat. And, uh, uh. So what Daddy. I'm trying to say is my worst is Dan Dedorf. He was uh, really bad in this game. This is the worst game of his I've seen. Oh, one last uh, worst was Jay Fiedler on the season. In his last four games, uh, week two, Threw for 100. They're like, oh, he, he's been a game manager. And this is how they proved it. In week two, he threw for 190 yards and a touchdown, and they won. Week three, 154 yards and a touchdown, where they won. Week five, 167 yards, no touchdowns, and they won. In week six, the week before this, 147 yards, no touchdowns, in a win. So that's two touchdowns in four weeks for the game manager. Yeah, the ESPN article was questioning whether they should put in uh, Greasy over Fiedler. I mean, yeah. I mean, they're so still winning like, games. Uh, you're four and two. You're one, right. 12 of the other. All right, I'll do mine. Okay. Uh, just to pile on the stadium for a second, I guess they still had artificial turf on the warning track. Yeah. So, like, I don't think it was in play. Maybe it was on, like, Maybe a corner of it, but like it might have been like too close to one sideline. You're you're now going from regular grass to artificial grass. So there was three play types on that stadium. Right. Woof. Uh, and this is probably going to come up later at some point because I remember being pissed off about this just in general. But the force out rule. Mm. Remember, like the refs had to judge if that receiver would have come, come down, down in bounds, bounds if he didn't get pushed. pushed by the defender. Yeah. And so, so sometimes like, yeah, he probably would have came down with the ball, you know, his feet probably would have touched, I guess. And sometimes like, no, he got, you know, he was going to go out of bounds anyways. And it's like an impossible call to make. And eventually they're like, nah, fuck it. Like 
Right. You don't Except for this one, now. where it was blatantly obvious he wouldn't have come down. Yeah. But Except I, Dan Deardorff swore that he would have. I just know that that's gonna that dumb rule is gonna rear its head at some point, and I'm gonna be pissed about it. I have like a place like Troy Brown has a sweet stiff arm in the first quarter, which was sweet. Mm-hmm. But my real best best, and I mentioned this way earlier, and we'll bring it back up now. I can't believe you didn't notice this, Andy. This was the first game with the yellow first down line. Every game we've watched to this point has had no, here's the yellow line on the screen for the first down. Really? Yes. Because that shit. sounds like something I complain about. Of like, did he get there? Did he not? Like, how close is he? Like, that gives you so much information and you don't even realize it. And it's because I've been watching like both NFL and regular at at the same time, you know? So like you see like half the games you watch will have the first down line and half you don't. Hmm. And then every close gate, close one, you're like questionable. And the only reason I noticed it was on like the first red zone possession for the Dolphins, they forgot to update it. So like when they went to snap the ball is behind them. I was like, "Ah, (laughs) it's like, no way. Yeah. But it was a huge moment. I mean, first down line, big for watching football games. And you know what I'm excited for is like however far back those, uh, NFL replays go. So every damn Deardorff game, you can just watch the snap, the snap, the snap, the snap. That starts in 2009. Oh. <laughs> God. Yep. Well, hopefully none of them have more commercials because like one game of commercials was plenty. Yeah, I can't promise that. It's hit or miss at this point. Oh, but we'll God. see. So next week, Patriots. Uh, is it a home game or an away game? It's home for versus the Browns. I, I think we all know how it turns out, but we don't know how. Join us next week on a post-Thanksgiving uh, episode of the Pages Dynasty Podcast. See you later. See you later. <laughs>